You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This shit got content claimed for having a shitty name song. So fuck LCDC and fuck you. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Episode 75 of the most elite show on the Rundown Wrestling Network. This is the AEW Rundown. My name is Adam. I'm your host, Salas here. What's up? Hey, how you doing out there, Twitch? And how is our how are our listeners doing tonight? Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we are here to talk AEW. This is gonna yeah. be a, a very interesting conversation with some of the things that happened this week. Uh it is uh, Astro's here. Hi, Astro. We got Holden in the chat. What's we got up, KT Astro? in the chat. Also known as Fetus Rhodes. Uh, yeah, we gonna have a we gonna have a chitty and a chatty. And Astro's gonna get bored because she doesn't know what's going on. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate the support. Um, yeah, yeah. We were talking about uh, Peacock before we went live, and Sal was listing all the movies he hates that are on Peacock. Um, it's just a lot of like, bad movies on Peacock. Like Aaron Brockovich. Ugh. And Harry and Harry Potter. No, I didn't say I, I didn't say Harry Potter was bad. I said that it's not for me. It's not my thing. Okay, you want to know a bad movie? Um, let's see here. Love Actually. Okay, no one's watching that. Stop that. Nobody's watching that fucking movie on Peacock. It's one of my wife's favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, and I've you know what I'm sure she's seen it a bunch. She's not gonna take the time to watch it on the Peacock Network. Right? We we have it on we have it on Blu-ray. That movie makes that movie just makes me mad at Laura Linney <laughs> because there's that one scene where she instead of sleeping with the really hot guy goes and helps her brother and I'm like no fuck the guy he's very attractive. Sure. Uh, yeah, we are live to the world at twitch.tv slash the songs that effect as we are most Thursdays. Uh, when I can get Skype to cooperate with my streaming software, which I finally did tonight. So, yeah, it took a few tries, but we got it figured out. So the world can see Sal's face. Um, but yeah. How's your week? How you been? Uh, it was alright. It was a little bit warmer in New England this week. So that was cool. Um, other than that, I got to get my inspection sticker, and I am not looking forward to that. And <laughs> it, we're getting closer to March 31st. Not that it really fucking matters, but still. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. I took my when I last time I took my car in in January. Yeah. Uh, for for a regular scheduled maintenance, they were like, "Did you not? Did you, did you not get this inspected last year?" <laughs> and I went, "Oh fuck, I didn't." Because it was the middle of a fucking panini, and it didn't, I wasn't leaving the fucking house, so I never, uh, I never got my car inspected in 2020. <laughs> so they did it in January. Here's the thing, though. They don't. They really don't give a fuck in New Hampshire. They still kind of give a fuck in Massachusetts. Like you can get like pulled over for that shit, and the guy would be like, "You know, your sticker expired six months ago," and you're like, oh, "Did it? 
My God, you're right. I'm going to go get that fixed officer right now. <laughs> that's right. Apparently in uh, Illinois, you don't have to get it inspected at all. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> you go, you just go in and register it, and they go, is it working? You go, yeah, it works. And they go, okay, here you go. Nice. I know, that's what I said. I said, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it kind of does, actually. Oh, speaking of terrifying, my oldest daughter keeps bugging me to sign her up for driver's ed. <laughs> <sighs> I I have been informed that when the child when the boy gets that it gets uh to that age, that is my uh my responsibility. Uh. Funny you mentioned that. I was also told that, and now she's starting to get to that age, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. I still got uh, I still got ten years. So you got good. ten years. They'll have flying cars by then. <laughs> All right, kid. Here's how you drive. You get in your Tesla. You push the autopilot button. Then you read a, you read the newspaper. Dad, what's in newspaper? I don't I don't remember. You just you scroll through your phone. All right. <laughs> you mean the hologram machine on my desk? No. Oh, we're getting closer to that too. Speaking of which, um. I bought. I did buy. New... I'm interested in. I'm, I'm interested in the segue that starts with speaking of which, referring to hologram machines. Go on. Um, I used to have Apple AirPods, and uh, slowly but surely they started dying. I've had them for a couple of years. I've more than you know got my f- money's worth. Sure. Um, sure. But I don't want to spend two hundred and eighty dollars on on new ones. Of course not. So I bought like this knockoff version at Target for like fifty bucks. Not even. It was like forty something. Um, and I just like them because they're wireless. But like, it's fine. It's a little getting used to, but it's fine. <laughs> I have these uh, bone conduction headphones. Okay. Which are, which are awesome because it's fucking science. So it doesn't it doesn't go in your ears. It doesn't even go over your ears. It goes in front of your ears and goes through your jawbone. So it sends the vibrations through your jawbone into your into your. Really? Into I don't know. It's it's science, bitch. <laughs> the, my first pair, I ended up having to send back because the battery cover, uh, or not the battery cover, the, the the charging port cover wasn't sitting flat with the with the thing anymore, uh, and it was like scratching me. And so like, oh, I'll just send it back. We'll send you a replacement. You know, they they took the serial number and when it was purchased, and they're like, oh yeah, well, so here's a here's a label. Just send them back and. We'll uh, send you a replacement. And then I got my replacement in the mail, and then, like, three days later, I got another set in the mail. <laughs> and so I DM'd them on Twitter. I was like, um, you sent me two? And they're like, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. You can keep the second one. Well, okay, I'll keep the second one. These are, like, sure. $90, $90 headphones. Not so now enough. I have a backup. Apparently. That's the thing. So because my AirPods were starting to get really shitty, um, this was more of a, I'll keep those as the backup and this will be my replacement. So for that, it works perfectly for that. Yeah. I like them because it doesn't, it doesn't actually block my ears. Like I, I can't do like headphones because they push my ears, my, my ears into my glasses and it fucking hurts after a while. Ugh. And somehow, I don't know what the deal is, but my ears, specifically my left ear just tends to break earbuds. Like, It'll just, I'll use them and then it'll just get to a part where it'll just fall apart. I'm like, oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a thing. <laughs> anyway. 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 
Are you ready to talk about I AEW? Are you ready? Yeah. All right. We I will guess, begin. I guess, I guess we have to. We do. And what do you mean we have to? It's look. There are worse <laughs> things on TV that involve wrestling. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes, I wouldn't, sometimes. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've only just gotten the Halloween Havoc. Go on. <laughs> uh, which is funny because you do Nitromania, so it makes it sound like you're talking about something from 25 years ago. <laughs> oh, episode, no, I meant Halloween Havoc 96. <laughs> episode 80 is almost done. Clips? You going to do the clips? No, I need to finish the theme song, and then, and then I need to put it together. So, a uh, little peek behind uh, the curtain. There's a brand new episode of Survivor Series on Patreon right now, and it will be coming out next week on the main feed. So look forward to that as we go back to 1994. Take a look at that fun year in in the WWF. (laughs) Yeah, and so, yeah, episode 80 is in process. Um, But obviously I work for the rest of the week, so we'll be going up this Monday. Um, And then after that, I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Because Night Train on Peacock. <laughs> no idea. I'll, anyway. I'll, I'll find them on, on VHS for I'll, you. <laughs> I'll, VHS, nice. <laughs> I can try Daily Motion for 81 and see how it goes. Sure. I, I mean, it doesn't anyway. have to try it. Any, it'll oh, be, real quick. It'll be, a, it'll be an utter pain in the ass trying to get clips, though. I, w- I would like to... Just give you a little preview of that Survivor Series, okay? Because that Survivor Series featured Vince and Gorilla as the commentary team. That's not a good combination. <laughs> They're fine with other people. Hell, even like Mr. Perfect and Vince on, on Challenge was like acceptable. But, but Vince and, and Gorilla, it's, it just doesn't work. <laughs> They don't know what the fuck to say to each other. <laughs> All right. But enough about old wrestling. Oh, wait. We got to talk about Arn and Tully and Sting. Anyway. <laughs> we begin with Being the Elite, episode 248, entitled... Better off without me. Cold open... Matt Jackson obsesses over what Don Callis told him about the Bucks not being the same guys they were in New Japan. Uh, notes. Matt's living the good life of an EVP, custom suits, super rare Jordans, flame and yawns. Uh, maybe Callis was right. You got any notes? Uh, I've never seen anyone hold a pop socket like that. Um, <laughs> uh, he. <laughs> And he's an asshole to his wife. Did you catch that? Was that his wife? Yeah, because so she was calling about dinner. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's we go through this every time. You just have to be with the filet mignon and the lobster tails. And it'll be fine. Dude, like, he was, oh, he's a dick. Okay. He was talking um, so down to her, I thought he was talking to one of his kids. He's like a cutler. Um <laughs> And then at the end, he looks directly into the camera, which really just fucking kills the gimmick completely. Mm. But. <clears throat> All right, let's go to segment one. We start off this episode let's, right 
Let's go to the open first because they do. We, we still we get our opening video. Yeah. And it still has Cody in it, and that makes me laugh. Why? Why the fuck? Is, why did? Why is Cody still in the opening? <laughs> Cody hasn't been on the show in like a year, at least. <laughs> Kenny, he hasn't been on the show since the since the funeral for Vanguard One. Kenny hasn't really been on the show that much either. Let's be honest. It's just, that's the open. They're not, they're, they changed it, like, twice in their entire, like, five-year existence. Yeah, they need to change it again, because this one's still terrible. Go back to fucking 8-bit bullshit. I like the 8-bit bullshit a lot. Anyway. Okay. So, we start the episode the correct way, at the Dark Order Clubhouse. <laughs> uh, John Silver sheeplessly, sheeple, sheepishly... There you go. ...asks Maki Ito to join the Dark Order. Uh, John Silver without a hint of sheep. <laughs> she tells him and the Dark Water to go fuck themselves. She's going back to J- Japan. Later, Simps. Okay, that's what it was. I watched. I literally rewound it and watched it ten times. I could not figure out what the fuck her last line was. It sounded like she said simp ease, but I know what she meant. You know what okay. I mean? Because she because she's tweeted Simps before. So okay. I do like their reaction when they were like, "Ah, what did we ever do to her?" <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Astro, Stu was uh, in Astro the background, still, like, "Yeah." Astro still loves with uh, Astro still loves Maki Ito, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't? Why you? would oh, she's still awesome? She's yeah. fucking amazing, and I'm Lo- sad that she's. Gone. It's, a, it's a loss for the Dark Order, but maybe someday she'll come back. Um, have you got any notes from this segment? Uh, from from the Dark Order segment, just the one that I said. I listened. I literally. Went back on YouTube like ten fucking times and could not figure out what the fuck she was saying at the end. Uh, they were so disappointed. Except for Stu. He looked fine. Um, okay. Segment two. Uh Gals and Anderson complain about losing. And uh Carl Anderson says Gallows is is jerking off too much. Um and if he jerks off again in the next week, the good brothers are breaking up. Forever. Ever, 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 ever. Your notes. Kill it with fire, thank you. Let's move on. <laughs> Segment three, the uh, Ryzen nuns try to sell Matt Seidel his own jacket back. Seidel has a match next. No, they don't. They don't try. <laughs> Hold they on, succeed. hold on, because at first they tried, and Seidel was like, no, I'm not buying my own jacket back. Uh, however, Seidel's music starts playing, and he starts panicking, and he's a schmuck, so he gives them $400 for the jacket that he knows is fully his. Also, Seidel leaves his merce, and now this will be the new running joke, because every week they steal something from him and sell it back to him. Matt Seidel, amazing actor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, uh, segment four, Cutler Cam shows Cutler on Cam. This segment hurt my head. Yeah. You got any notes on and Cutler were, on and Cutler and Cam? Just, and, and you were just watching Inception the other night. I know. Um, 
Yes, we laugh at Brandon Cutler making belt motions because we know damn well he'll never hold the title for as long as he fucking lives. That's not true. That's a defending D&D champion right there. Now you're saying they don't have belts. My statement stands. <laughs> uh, segment number five, Dark Order and Hangman train John Silver for his title match against Darby. Notes, thank God Silver's not pregnant. <laughs> I wrote that down. I'm not pregnant. Also, I laughed when they realized five was in the garbage bag and then proceeded to stomp on him. <laughs> that was good as well. What'd you think of our little training montage? Uh, I wrote, is that Sammy Scooter? True. Because uh, negative one was rolling around on a, on a knee scoot. Uh, then I wrote, what in the fuck? Like, I know what they're parodying, but what the fuck? Because <laughs> it was like a parody of, of a Darby Allen video. Yes. Because they cut to black and white and it was all weird. But yeah. yes, them stomping on the garbage bag when they figured out it was five is, it was just great. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Segment six, more callous recap. Uh, least... Yeah, because we can't, because instead of ending on the Dark Order, which would be the good thing to do, mm-hmm. we have to go back to this bullshit. Uh, this leads Matt Jackson uh, to finally find out that it was Matt Hardy who sent the text message from Hangman's phone <laughs> about a fucking year ago. <laughs> Not a year, but it's been a long time. Um, Well, at least they tied that up. <laughs> uh, because, you know, Matt Hardy did it so that it could cause a rift between Hangman and the Bucks, and then he'd be able to manipulate Hangman. I'm like, eh. Ain't right. That, ain't that some revisionist bullshit? Right. Um, Hardy says this was easy because Matt Jackson is gullible. So gullible, it's so, so easy to manipulate him. This leaves Matt Jackson starting to think it's just not fun anymore. Uh, Matt wanders around by himself, and he sees the Dark Order having fun, with Hangman, by the way, and remembers when the Elite were like that. I know you don't remember that. I do. Um, not gonna lie, this made me a little sad. Aww. Aww. Uh, so we start, with the Don, we start with the Don Callis thing, and I said, yeah, we needed a second angle of this. Uh, watch Alex Mar, go back, go back on at the end of this week's episode and just watch Alex Marvez's fucking blank ass face. I can't. I hate that face. Cause he just, he just like, he doesn't, he doesn't show any emotion at all. He doesn't react to anything. He just. <laughs> and then Don, Don Callis walks away and he just turns his head and just looks at Nick Jackson. <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, then Matt Hardy shows up and I wrote, oh, for fuck's sake, no, please make it worse. Uh, really, this is our long-term storytelling? And my last note, wait, is that the Dark Orgy? <laughs> and I have one last note on the episode as a whole. Yeah. Can they all be 12 minutes? Seriously. I wonder what the BTE championship is doing these days. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I wouldn't know, because I don't watch Sammy's vlog. All right, Um, so there are now two shows that happen after BTE and after, uh, or before Dynamite, and it is Monday nights. They have Dark, After Dark, what's it called? Evolution? Elevation. Elevation, there it is. It's in this. Um, And then Dark OG on Tuesday nights. I watched none of them, but 
I'm starting to wonder if they're going to be, like, canon? Because we're getting more things, like, promoted on Dark Evolution, and I'm like... Elevation. Elevation. <laughs> um, and I hope it's not, because I don't want to have to watch it. But we'll talk more about that later, because they've mentioned Elevation a couple times on Dynamite. Um, maybe because it only got, like, 20,000 views the other day. I guess Big Show isn't drawing in those, uh, those big numbers. Anyway. It's because there's no more BS. It's just sure. Paul White. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about Paul White. Alright. You're right. Okay. Go ahead. You look like you have something to say. No. Oh, okay. So! Let's go to Dynamite then. Live! Dynamite Day, episode 78. Is it your week to start? No, but you never get the uh, you never give the episode numbers. And I'm not going to. Dynamite yeah, live from Daily's Place coming to us Episode seventy eight. On March twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. Pyro and Jim Ross welcome us to Daily's Place, and Justin Roberts begins his six page introduction of AEW World Champion <laughs> Kenny Omega. Yeah, kind of feel bad for Justin. <laughs> The opening video, uh, now with footage of Paul White, the pinnacle, and a bloody Britt Baker. That's true. Um, no, but you're, you're a ring announcer. Can you imagine having to read all of that and then go, Kenny Omega! You know what I mean? Like, that that's a fucking, that's asking a lot. Well, if Justin Roberts wasn't trying to be a living meme, he'd be better. He'd be fine. Well. Uh, KT says, Dark Evolution would be nice. They'd actually put on some women's wrestling, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and Astro says I'm the only one who ever says uh, episode numbers and you're right because I'm the only one who cares they don't even care Tony Khan and Jim Ross don't care just for the record right but I have to put the episode numbers in the notes so I can remember who who starts even though I write all the notes anyways the invisible hand Don Callis decides he wants to be heard on commentary tonight and his entire self was invisible much to the um, dismay of Excalibur, oh. Jr. and uh, Shivani. Jr. immediately pissed off. Don Callis sits down and Jr.'s just like, fuck you, Don. We'll get to that. We'll get to Speaking that. Speaking of Jr., Jr. tries to make Matt Seidel seem like a threat by saying he's 7-1 <laughs> in his last eight singles matches, as though anyone thinks he has any hope of a fucking chance here. No, no, no. He... <laughs> He made it a point to say the bottom line here is, folks, Matt Seidel is seven and one in his past eight matches, and that's something we should be talking about. Okay, Jay, I keep telling yourself that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we see the recap video of Kenny attacking Seidel on Dark after Seidel defeated a naked Nakazawa. <sighs> Why do we keep showing that fucking video? Reason 864 that I, why I don't watch fucking Dark. Don Callis brags that Kenny is being generous for giving a young upstart a chance here tonight. <laughs> I did kind of laugh at that. JR points out that Seidel is older than Kenny. <laughs> Hold on. Wait for it. Yep. Callis responds by saying, Seidel looks great to him, man. And JR loses his shit and says, <laughs> what I said that had anything to do with what you said. 
<laughs> Nothing. You talk to hear yourself make noise. I like that your JR's impression is just dusty without the lisp. Callus <laughs> um, also complains about Tony Khan sticking his nose in Kenny Omega's business. Yes, that was, yep. And JR tries to make the very valid point about Kenny Omega working for Tony Khan. Yep. Except he says that it's Callus that works for Tony Khan, at which point Callus is like, no, I work for Impact Wrestling. Yes. We're so close, JR. He was. So but he what he said was, was perfect because he was like He's your boss, you idiot <laughs> Called him an idiot not, on the air. I not love my that. boss, I work for Impact. Well, it's fine, but if he I wish I kinda wish JR came back with No, Kenny, you dumb son of a bitch. Oh, how long before uh JR calls him a dumb son of a bitch on air? <laughs> oh, I I'm telling you it's coming. How long before JR just punches him in the mouth? Oh, I said that earlier. I was saying, so this is gonna get to, uh, get to blows, right? Like, they're gonna just stop punching the guy, uh, like, like, JR's just gonna hit him. <laughs> yeah, JR is gonna blow Don Cows. Imagine if JR just took his hat off and just cracked Don Cows in the face with it. <laughs> Shut up! In the middle of, in the middle of a sentence, just whack. <laughs> you fucking idiot, Don! Why are you here? Trump. Grumpy Grandpa Jr. <laughs> he's not even trying to sound like kind of annoyed, like he used to do with Lawler. No, no he's he just, just like ripped, he just he just turned that knob immediately to eleven and tore it off the fucking thing. He just got pissed out of the gate. Uh, Kenny and Seidel chained to begin until Omega starts hitting some deliberate and explosive strikes. Uh, Seidel uses his quickness and hits a TRS and then goes for a roundhouse kick. But Kenny barely avoids it, like he did some Matrix shit, and then slides to the outside to get himself more composed. Kenny then challenges Seidel to a test of strength, because it's 1984, um, but he immediately kicks Seidel in the gut. Kenny, however, maintains control of Seidel's left wrist and delivers two shoulder blocks, but Seidel fights back with some quick kicks. Kenny tries to counter a V-trigger, no, tries to counter with a V-trigger, but Seidel grabs Kenny's leg and drops him with a leg sweep, and Seidel follows this up with a twisting standing moonsault that gets a two-count! Ugh. He, well, he almost hit the twisting standing moonsault. He kind of he kind of under-rotated and dropped his hip directly onto Kenny's sternum. See, things you would pick up that I don't. <laughs> um, I'm... Kate, Kate, he says... So, JR versus Callus in an Excalibur on a pole match? Yeah, and you have to rip his mask off to win the match? And then wear it? And then beat up your, and then pin your opponent? Okay. What's the alternative? You rescue him like a damsel in distress? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like a, like Buff Bagwell's mother on a forklift? Oh, you haven't gotten to that part yet. Or maybe you did, because you might have watched that in college. Mm, I think yeah. that was 2000 WCW. Did you did you see Judy Bagwell on a forklift? No, that <sighs> was before. So close, dude. So close. Uh, let's see here. Holden says, when I was a teenager, I used the invisible hand so much that my palms got calloused. Ooh. Boo. Seidel hits Kenny, Kenny with a running face fucker in the corner. Seidel goes up top, but Kenny catches him. Kenny attempts offense, but Seidel hits 
another TRS. Or flying head scissors, whatever you want. Seidel turns into a running clothesline from Omega that lays Seidel out. Kenny hits a high back suplex, first in the ring. And then on the outside, onto the apron. That one, that one looked bad. <laughs> uh, Kenny then hits Seidel with a vicious fucking backbreaker. And this gets a two count. Kenny goes for a powerbomb, but Seidel escapes and hits a spinning jump kick to Kenny's face. Seidel hits a third Tiaris, followed by a Brain Buster-like maneuver, and gets another two count. Seidel sets Kenny up for a top rope her and Karana, but Kenny slips away. And Seidel gets pushed, nuts first, onto the top turnbuckle. Kenny falls up with a Snapdragon suplex, and then a devastating legs-crossed Ishigoroshi. That looks rough. Uh, Kenny does the Hogan, where he cups his hand to his ear to hear from the crowd. Timely. Omega, <laughs> Omega goes for a V-trigger, but Seidel avoids it and rolls Kenny up for another near fall. Seidel hits a roundhouse kick, uh, followed by a lightning spiral for another near fall, which is kind of like a page turner, am I right? It is. Okay. It's exactly like a page turner. Because I had wrote page turner, but then Excalibur called it lightning spiral, and I was like, meh, I'll use it. Same. Seidel goes up top for a Meteora, but Kenny catches him and turns it into a buckle bomb. I love that. That was a good spot. That was fucking nice. Uh, Kenny hits a driving power bomb and then a running V-trigger. This gets two and three quarters. This close. After the kickout, Kenny hits a running V-trigger and then he tries to follow up with the one-winged angel. But Seidel counters into a poison Rana. Gross. And Kenny lands on his fucking, on right on the top of his head. Either that or he's a fantastic seller. And maybe he is, but he looked like he landed right on the top of his head. Uh, Seidel goes up top, but Kenny grabs the top rope, and Seidel again lands balls first. Uh, with Seidel still selling on the top turnbuckle, Kenny connects with a V trigger from one corner to the other and jumped up into the air and hit, uh, Seidel in the fucking mouth with it. Seidel's dead. Mm-hmm. But before he can die, uh, Kenny quickly hits the one-winged angel for the win. Whew, that was high impact. Yeah, that was fun. You think Seidel's dead? <laughs> <laughs> what about Seidel's dad? Um, I, I know, I enjoyed our opener. Yeah. It, it's funny because... Dad, dad Seidel? At the beginning of the match, Kenny looked into the hard cam and he was like, opening match? Are you fucking kidding me? Don't worry about it, I got this. <laughs> Carking, jerking. Any other thoughts on the, on our opening contest? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. Like I said, nobody in the world would have picked Matt Seidel to win. Um, but uh, I guess we had to have Kenny do something. I was see, I was kind of thinking that we were going to do an Ellsworth thing here. And it's funny because the guy who did the Ellsworth angle with AJ is in this fucking company. And that's where I thought we were going. I thought somebody like Moxley was going to come out and cost Kenny the match. And then they make this big deal, like, oh, my God, Matt Seidel's going to get a title shot. But then, you know, Kenny just, like, beats him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was, I mean, it was a good match, like I said, but it was, it was ultimately kind of pointless. Yeah. After the match, we run down tonight's card. Uh, we have a trios match. 
It features the Young Bucks and Cutler versus the Lucha Bros and the Laredo Kid. Uh, why the Laredo Kid? Because Pac is dealing with uh, an injury. Mm-hmm. Again. For like the 25th time in his career. I'm just saying. You go all the way back to like Adrian Neville. This is a common thing, fam. Um, then I wish him a speedy recovery because Pac is awesome. Then another trios match featuring the Pinnacles, Dax, Cash, and Spears against the Varsity Blondes and Dante. Dante Martin, the one who looks like John Cena. <laughs> also, Nyla Rose takes on Tay Conti. Ty Conti. I'm so disappointed when I say that name now. And Darby defends the TNT title. Sorry. It's, yes. No, I had it right the first time. I said TNT, but I wrote TNA. <laughs> Darby hasn't won the TNA title yet. <laughs> Darby defends the TNT title against John Silver. We then go to the Dark Order Clubhouse, where John Silver is all jacked up for this match. Uh, the Dark Order then take turns trust falling onto Silver, except it's a drill, and Silver moves out of the way each time. And the the people who are falling are caught by other members of the Dark Order. It, it's kind of hilarious, because every time they fall back, they go, coffin drop! And Silver, like, avoids it like a football drill. Um, and also, the uh, no one catches five, which I find amazing. Uh, after the drill, Hangman asks Silver if he's nervous, and he says he's not nervous. He's Johnny Hungy! Speaking of Hangman, he'll be up next to take on Cesar Bononononononi uh, with Dolph Light and J.D. Drake. Stephen Magivic. Uh, hold on uh, a minute. JD Drake. Is that the guy who wears, who wears his, uh, his whole face on his ass? <laughs> God, his whole face. No, that's James Drake from the Grizzled Young Vets. Okay. Wait! Wait, I know this guy! Also, there was, there was nobody out there with Cesar Bononi. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I know JD Drake. I know that. He's that JD Drake! Dummy, yeah, isn't that the guy? No, wait, that guy's also in NXT. Yeah, his name was Eli Drake. Um, hmm, who is JD Drake? Oh, wait, dude, JD Drake is the Kevin Owens wannabe who had that title unification match against Austin Theory at Evolve 100. Um, so NXT got Austin Theory, and many, many, many months later, AW got. J.D. Drake. Great. <laughs> so impressive. Um, also, I would like to point out, isn't it amazing that we never saw J.D. Drake or uh, Little Dolph on camera? Because they were there. We just did everything to avoid If you say them. so. I'm telling you they were there. Uh, enter Hangman when we return from break. Cesar is already in the ring. Benoni does mime work with his stupid mustache and the bell rings. <laughs> no, you're not Benoni... liking the, mush- the mustache look? It's not great. Benoni blocks an Irish whip but still gets kicked in the face. This makes him mad, which would scare me, except it's Cesar fucking Benoni. 
Uh, Benoni gets low bridged, Hangman slingshots, but gets caught and slammed on the apron. Back in the ring, Cesar lays some boots in in the corner, off the ropes. Hangman no-sells a punch and gets in Cesar's face, then he fails at slamming Benoni and gets slammed himself. Hangman hits a couple clotheslines that don't move Benoni, he hits the overhead suplex, then the buckshot, and he pins Cesar for three. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Hangman downs a beer on the stage and then leaves, and Excalibur throws us to a video from Lance Archer. Lance says he looks up to Sting. Everybody looks up to Sting, but it's his time now. People are going to pay attention to them or he'll tear their houses down. Also, he has the bat for some reason. I don't know where he got the bat, because we broke the bat during the street fight, but Lance has the bat. Lance said he was going to make it all come crashing down. When it hurts inside? KT says, is it just me, or does Benoni look like Mexican Ethan Page? <laughs> More on Ethan Page in a little bit. Uh, Jason wants to know, how's that dick? It's doing great, man. Tell him he needs to worry about his own. I don't think he has any worries. Uh, to commentary we go, where Tony has disappeared. JRNX talk about last week's Lights Out match, and we go to a recap package. Tony's then on stage with Britt Baker. He asks the crowd to applaud for Britt, and it goes about as well as you'd expect. <laughs> uh, she talks shit to the crowd, then talks shit to Thunder Rosa. Funny, I thought the Lights Out match was a feud ender. It was. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Come on. All she said to Thunder Rosa is, you should thank me for making you a star. She wasn't like, I want to fight you again. That was not a promo extender for me. Or a program it, extender, rather. Jason, Jason says, Sal, answer the call, but you can't answer the call because you're on call with me. So right. Make any sense. What the fuck is wrong with him? It's not even <laughs> ringing. I put you on silent. I put you on Skype silent, bitch. Uh, Britt says, Rosa will be remembered forever because of her and the blood she spilled. She talks shit to Mick Foley and Tony, Tony Khan. Uh, she says, Tony's out looking for all the legends and big names when he's got the biggest legend right here under his nose. Tony promises the pinnacle when we come back, and in the back, someone knocks on their door. Like Goldberg. What do you think of the promo? I love Britt's promo. I thought it was okay. fucking great. Um, Fantastic. I think she needs to be the one to take the belt off of Sheeta. We've been saying that for months. As soon as Double or Nothing. No, you know what? No, don't even wait till May. Do it at something in April. Do, do, do it to counter-program. Do it next week. Do it to counter-program TakeOver. The, the the takeover stand and deliver. You don't know anything about that, do you? <laughs> Night one. Yeah, there you go. Cause, cause don't waste this momentum from Brett. Don't, like, now that she's coming off that match, don't have her, like, disappear from TV for the next four weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we come back, Dasha's on our way to talk to Christian Cage. Somehow the camera person is already there watching Christian have fun with the Varsity Blondes and Dante. Uh, something about Beach life. Christian asks Dante how his brother is. Dasha asks what they were talking about. And then Frankie Kazarian shows up, so Dasha fucks off. Frankie points out that Christian's shirt says outwork everyone, but he has yet to do any work. So they'll wrestle next week. Should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Yeah, Christian and Kaz, they were both in Impact like 10 fucking years ago. <laughs> Possibly longer. Um. Yeah. It was fine. Frankie invites Christian to watch his match on Dark Elevation on Monday and then makes fun of him for how long he's been dormant. And then Christian says, nobody watched Dark Elevation already. <laughs> um, yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Why are we making Dark Elevation a thing? Why are we mentioning it? And why are people having, like, like storyline beats over there? 
I don't know. I don't know about all that. Uh, Do you know what I love? The pinnacle. Wait, wait, wait. You know what I love, by the way? Mm -hmm. They keep talking about Dark Elevation, and the fucking stands are like, oh my god, Dark Elevation is taking viewers away from Raw. And it's the dumbest concept I've ever heard in my life, because Dark Elevation gets like 6,000 views. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I have to say about the stands on those message boards, on those chat rooms. You kids in your message boards. Seriously. Hey, it's match number three. Is it match number three? Is it my time? Yes. Okay. Um, match number my time th- is my my time is up. Your time is now. Okay. That's <laughs> very nice. Match number three. Uh, our second trios match of the night. Don't call it a six man. No, uh, first. Huh? First. This is our first? Yes. Second one hasn't happened yet? Oh, no. You Okay. You get the second one. That's right. That's right. And I'm so happy you did. Right after this one. Yes. Uh, this match, however, the Hollywood Blondes and Dante Martin versus the Pinnacle. Pinnacle come out, and I kind of dig their music, but Tony Khan has the freak crowd volume turned up too high, and I can't hear it that well. Last week, last week I said they needed a theme song. They gave them a theme song, and I enjoy their theme song. Is it good? I was going to say, I really couldn't hear it. I'm not even kidding. It's, it, and I know this is going to shock you. It's kind of horseman That's what I thought it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm down for that. It's better than any of the crap AEW currently uses. Also, speaking of speaking of theme songs... Uh-oh. Uh, the varsity, the, the varsity blondes and Dante Martin enter. And just in case you were wondering which team they like more, they enter to Top Flight's theme song and video, despite it being the varsity blondes and one of Top Flight. <laughs> I noticed that too. Which, I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about your damn luck, Varsity Blondes. <laughs> All right. So, Griff Garrison starts off with uh, Sean Spears. We begin with the faces quick tagging in and out, but most they come up with is some fancy arm bars. Uh, Dax, arm bar. Arm bar. Dax gets tagged in, but the faces uh, still out quick their opponents. Griff Garrison hits a spear on both Dax and Spears, which sends both of them rolling to the outside. The faces tease a triple dive, but the menacing presence of Wardlow, Wardlow, forces them to reconsider as we go to box. Sal, what's the pirate's favorite wrestling move? Uh, what? An arm bar. Nice. Um. Uh, <laughs> This is what goes through my head at fucking 10.40 at night when I'm tired. He didn't even uh, get started yet, man. We're on match number three. All right. Uh, let's see here. Back from box and Dax plants Dante with a brain buster. That was always part of their repertoire? Or are they just like, yay, Tully? I don't know. <laughs> Cash tosses Dante onto Spears' shoulder, and Spears hits the C4 for the win. Yeah. I wrote, we come back from box just in time for the pinfall. But that fucking setup was awkward as shit. Like, 
Cash tosses Spear. Dante, and Spears is like, whoa, oh, oh, <laughs> Uh, after the match, Shivani makes his way to the ring, but first Wardlow tries to cripple Brian Pillman Jr. with the one-handed go-to-sleep thing he does. Yes, the turnbuckle GTS. Yes. Uh, Cash Wheeler grabs the mic and says the pinnacle <laughs> is his family. Before that, he throws, uh, Wardlow chucks uh, Pillman from the ring directly on top of Dante Martin on the ramp. Yep. Okay, to go, pal. Here's a friend. <clears throat> How very Randy Orton sing brothers of him. <laughs> uh, Cash Wheeler grabs the mic and says the pinnacle is his family. He admits to being a loser with no wife or kids, but says, <laughs> but says he'll die for these men, which is, um, kind of a bit much considering he just started a, a, a working relationship with MJF. Whatever. No, it's true. Everything <laughs> I do. Uh, Dax cuts a promo where he screams a lot, but doesn't really say much. <laughs> In fact, I think he's copying an old on promo. At one point, Dax says that, that X-Lax have done well for themselves, but they know that Santana and Ortiz don't have a grain of salt in their bodies. That's why I said he yelled a lot, but I, he didn't really say what? much. What? What does that mean? I don't know. I thought you knew. I thought it was like an insider term or something. Y'all are pure sugar. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I swear to God, when he said something about, like, the, on the marquee it says wrestling, I'm like, I feel like Arn said this before. Now we're, now we're just in standard Dax, Dax territory. Uh, KT says FTR should have just let Tully speak. Their part of the promo was shit. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> That's why they have Tully. Right. <laughs> you, you two should not talk ever um, don't talk just wrestle MJF calls Jericho fat and calls him out and Tony <laughs> tries to stick up for Jericho and MJF instantly makes him regret it it's like you got something to say D- do you got something to say Shivani's like no yeah Sorry. I wrote Tony tries to set the record straight until Wardlow glares at him menacingly <laughs> Uh, MJF says next week he has a gift for the pinnacle, and he finishes by saying, when you are in the pinnacle, you are always on top. hey <laughs> What'd you think of MJF's promo, or the pinnacle in general? MJF was good as always. FDR was middling. <gasps> I love that Tony was there, and Cash Wheeler just takes the mic from Tony and goes, no, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> He, yeah, he, he snatches the mic and then shoves him. Um, are you ready for the, uh, what is it called, West Side Story type of war we're going to get when the Inner Circle return? <laughs> Only if it's more like the Gap commercials. From the- <laughs> Crazy. Cool. Uh, then we go to a pre-tape from Team Taz. Taz pretends everything is fine. He lies, but at the end, Cage goes along with it because he's lazy. <laughs> Hook, you good? Will Hobbs, you good? Cage, you good? Stark, you good? <laughs> Starks and Cage both still seem grumpy. No, Stark, well... No, Starks was doing that weird, like, fake smile thing, like, yeah, everything's fine, boys. We all go good here. Yeah, but Cage, 
Where, where's the fucking the machine? He was just like, who better than Cage? Pro uh, thrust. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, laziest was, fucking Cage was, I've ever seen. It was so weird. Because Taz is talking about, oh, we, we talked everything out, and Brian Cage apologizes to the team, and he apologized directly to Ricky Starks, and Cage is over there going, yeah, every did time I? I? Taz did lies, I? Cage will look at the ca- the hard cam and give Cage us a look. Cage makes his face. Yeah. Cage pulls, yeah, Cage pulls a face. But then, yeah, everything's yeah, okay. fine, I boss. apologize, yeah, okay. Which is so stupid, because this is going to be the gimmick. Taz is going to be lying, and then they're going to be in a match, and then... Fucking Brian Cage is going to powerbomb the shit out of Ricky Starks and storm off, and maybe he'll beat up Taz, although I doubt it, because that dude can't take a bump. <laughs> so he'll beat the punk instead. Hook, you good? Yeah, Dad, I'm good. Shut up! Not my fucking son, <laughs> idiot. Kayfabe. It was like when Jerry Lawler fucking wouldn't acknowledge that Brian Christopher was his son. Oh, God, please. <laughs> no, except that I would... I would I would go along with that, except that they've said that Hook is Taz's. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's how he was introduced. He was like, "Because I don't want Jr. Because I don't want Jr. making more of those jokes." Why does your son train with me? Oh, you fuck! You crossed the line, Cody. How dare you? That was yeah. That was call center headset, Cody. So you know he's in charge. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get to that, that later. More on that, more on that in a minute. Uh, backstage, we go back to backstage where Shivani is, no, back to the stage, excuse me. Yeah. Because they would never do this gimmick backstage. Uh, Shivani is with QT Marshall. So glad this is your segment, because this is my notes. Then Tony's on stage with QT Marshall, which is perfect, because I need to take a piss. QT shouts out his wife, who is much better looking than him, and then bitches about having to do all the work in AW. He admits he would have gotten nothing if not for Cody, but then whines that he's sick of keeping Cody's coffee hot. He also gets mad Is that, that ev- code. He also gets mad that everyone just thinks he's Cody's friend, to which the crowd, not piped in at all, besides chanting Cody's friend, Cody's friend. I mean, the, the crowd there wasn't this last night. I was live last night, so there was a crowd there. QT challenge. I wrote QT. QT whines about his privileged life. QT challenges Cody to a friendly exhibition. He actually says in the promo, I don't expect Cody to come out there. But yeah, okay. That'd be like fucking the first 15 years of the 2000s and Triple H doesn't come out there. (laughs) For a guy he hates so much, he sure acts a lot like him. Uh, Cody comes out with his headset on, so you know he's power boss Cody tonight. Cody's (laughs) Cody's arm is in a sling but says he'll definitely face him next week with Arn as the special ref. Cody then basically says he'll take it easy on him, but spins his words to make it sound like he's doing it out of love. <laughs> uh, they shake hands. I do not care. KT says this promo went the same as QT's wrestling career. Fucking nowhere except under Cody's shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fucking it was garbage. Hot garbage. Did not give half a shit about anything that happened during that promo. But what about when there's a friendly exhibition next week and KT caves Cody's face in? QT. QT. KT's in the hope. I hope that's your match. What if if he beats... He just beats on Cody so bad and meanwhile JR will be screaming, This was supposed to be a friendly exhibition! (laughs) 
just wails the shit out of him with a chair. What is going on? We were under the understanding this was going to be a friendly exhibition. Oh, God. If it takes and morning Arne, off TV, I'll be Arne, down for it. And Arne Anderson's just there in a referee shirt going, <laughs> Nothing that happened here right now even vaguely resembles professional wrestling. There you go. Uh, when we return, another trios match. This one, the Lucha Bros and Loreto Kid, who get a Goldman box to promise to kick the shit out of the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. Abrantes has five o'clock shadow because he's a badass now. <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks hug children as we get a replay of them stopping Omega and the brothers from breaking Moxley's neck. Turns out those are the youngest Bucks, so I can't wait until Penta beats the shit out of them. Jesus Christ. Phoenix starts with Nick, and they roll around for a bit. Once they're done with their dumb shit, they tag out to Matt and Penta. Uh, Matt and Penta do their thing, and then we get Cutler and Laredo. Cutler gets kicked in the gut and slapped in the face. He gets head scissors to the floor. Then the Bucks have to save their friend. Uh, then the Bucks and Phoenix hold hands so Phoenix can do bouncy things. They throw themselves to the floor. Penta dives on them. Then Brandon takes out Phoenix. Laredo then hits a huge moonsault of his own. He goes back up, and Nick kicks him off, then tags in, and the Bucks double-team a powerbomb Salida del Sol. We get a coot two-count and a box. When we return, Cutler and Laredo are down. They tag, and the Lucha Brothers double thrust kick the Bucks. Uh, an assisted splash gets a two count. Then Laredo with the head scissors. Penta with a double stomp. Phoenix with a swanton and another two count. Nick avoids the rolling cutter and kicks Phoenix in the face. They trade thrust kicks. Phoenix nails the back hook kick. Then Jackson with a massive clothesline, and they're both down. Matt and Laredo in. They slug it out. Matt gets his rolling northern lights. This is his, uh, the third on both Laredo and Penta, because why the fuck not? Collar almost fucks up the powerbomb in Zagiri by getting in the way. Uh, Bucks hit the risky business and then tag Cutler for the springboard elbow and Penta breaks up the pin at two. Uh, hanging Senton off the apron by Nick on Penta. Cutler fails to catapult both Phoenix and Nick for the Indy Taker. Laredo Spanish flies Cutler off the top and pins him for three. The Spanish fly was nice. Yeah. It was all right, match. It was, it was um, your typical Bucks match. But it was fine. Yeah. Did you enjoy the match? Not really. <laughs> Do you usually? Not my, not my cup of tea. Now this is the the this like the 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 first three segments of this match were that fucking lucha shit that I don't like, where it's like. Counter, 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 flip and roll and counter, counter, flip, counter, counter, flip, roll, counter, roll, roll, counter, 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 where it's just like this completely breaks any of my suspension of disbelief that this could possibly be an actual content competition. Hold up. And I and I don't like that. Weren't you a fan of Humberto Carrillo? When the fuck did I ever say that? Angel Garza? He's attractive. Okay. Phoenix. Have you enjoyed Phoenix's work in AEW? Parts of it. Okay. All right. Fair point. No, I just... Yeah. There's been flippy shit in wrestling for a, a while. There's been luchador uh, wrestling on American TV for a good 20 years now. I don't mm -hmm. have a problem with it. I mean, it's it, not my it's not my cup of tea. But do you did you, when you went back and you started watching the cruiserweights on 
on Nitro. Did you enjoy, like, a Mysterio versus, like, a Psychosis match? Sometimes. Okay. Psychosis is not great. I was going to say, it's not like a Mysterio versus Malenko match, because that's phenomenal, because there's, like, the contradicting styles. But, um... No, I don't mind Lucha Lucha Libre. I, that's why I enjoy Lucha Underground, but... It's just, I don't like... it's it. It doesn't entertain me just to watch guys fucking counter each other and dance around for ten minutes and then end at a stalemate and everybody goes, oh, like no, that was kind of fucking boring. Well, well that's kind of nothing. It. Okay, but that's not just Lucha Libre. You're applauding nothing. Nothing happened. That that's not just Lucha Libre. You put Flip Gordon against Matt Seidel, and that's exactly what you're gonna have happen. Do you know what I mean? It's not just Lucha Libre. Um, and the Bucks are partly to blame for that. But anyway, what happened after the match? Kenny Omega then attacks Laredo Kid from behind. He takes a mic and says he's having flashbacks to Fighter Fest 2019. He talks about friendship, staying at home, going to New York, choosing AEW, but not choosing AEW, choosing the Bucks. He wants them to two-sweet him again. They refuse again. Omega gets thrust kicked by the Lucha Bros and then stompy package pile-driven. Uh, they leave. The good brothers run out. Kenny's got a busted lip. They pick Kenny up. He gives a thumbs up, which it, I laughed at just <laughs> how ridiculous that was. And Excalibur throws us to a video about Jade Cargill. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. And that's not a, a shot at Jade Cargill. It's just, it's the same. It's the, like the exact same video they played three weeks ago. So, I'm Jade Cargill. <laughs> <clears throat> and and I guess she's gonna Jade, Jade Cargill <laughs> Cargill, and I guess uh, she's gonna fight with uh, Little Cupcake coming up very soon. Who's actually elite now officially? That's nice. Anyway, yes. Allow me to summarize this promo in two words. Shut the fuck up. Don't wait, 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 wait. We can't, motherfucker. I understand it. You're tired. I get it. But can we talk about Kenny? Not Kenny. I know, but you tried to skip the entire part where we talk about Kenny. Go ahead. Um, so I really like Kenny's promo and I, it fits his character, what he did when he was like, um, you know, too sweet me right now. Do it. Do it. Um, and I'm glad the Bucks didn't because if the Bucks did, I would have been like, you are too sorry ass bitches. Uh, but the the thing for me that made it was when Kenny turned around into the fucking double super kick. I love that. That, that, that was that, great. Thrust kick. Nah. <laughs> not. I'm not changing my vocabulary. I don't work for that fucking company. I've been calling it super kick for 25 fucking years, and I'm gonna keep doing that. They're <sighs> so jaded. You have no idea. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I forgot to mention. There's 100% no point in watching Dark, even if you wanted to keep up with stuff, because they just show the results on the bottom of the screen during Dynamite. (laughs) So I'm reading the results, right? And I see Ethan Page had a match on Dark. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? We barely even introduced him, and he's already on Dark. Mm -hmm. Fuck's sake. He didn't even get a promo of like why he's in all elite, like not in the ring. That's for sure. You might we might have saw a little like thirty second video package on him. After no, but 
we couldn't hear it because of the NBA. That's right. Uh, <laughs> KT says the good brothers were late from running over from impact. Uh, and Jade should follow China's example and not talk. <laughs> yes. 100% agree. <laughs> um, then what happened? Uh, Excalibur promises our weekly women's match when we come back. Also the main event. And Tony, Tony talks about Brandy and Cody and throws us to a commercial for Ms. and Mrs. But Brandy and Cody. It's called Roads to the Top, which is terrible. <laughs> that is a terrible name for a terrible show. I don't like you. <laughs> okay. Because you you texted this to us this morning. No, last night when last I was night. watching okay. Dynamite. And I'm not kidding you. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> I was like, that's some type of thing on Twitter or that's some type of like Reddit post. Like, there's no fucking way they're actually doing a reality TV show with Brandy and Cody. I go, there's no fucking way. And then I saw the commercial, and I went, fuck, he was telling the truth? <laughs> Shit! That is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life! Yeah, yeah. And it's so annoying. It's <laughs> so fucking annoying. Like, already on that, sh just in that clip, Brandy pissed me off. Yeah, it looks unbearable. From undesirable like to unbearable. <laughs> You would watch five five minutes of it and want to just stab pencils in your eyes. And it's supposed... I was going to say something, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to not, because you know that they're going to be like, you guys should cover it on AEW Rundown. They're like, nah. Nope. Not even a little bit. No chance in hell. <laughs> Speaking of which, they said later this year... So I'm assuming they, I mean, I don't know if they're going to keep filming it or if they if they already filmed everything. But if they already filmed everything, why wouldn't they just, um... Oh, we gotta, we gotta have the birth. Gotta get that baby. Oh, so you think, like, right gotta after get, the baby is gotta born... Gotta get them baby ratings. Like, right after the baby is born, then we'll, we'll announce when it's coming out? No, it'll, 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 they have to, you have to get the lead up. You have to get the lead up to the baby, and then you get then you get that you get that baby ratings bump. No, I know that, but I'm not talking about what they record. I'm talking about what when they decide to air it. Oh, when like they said air. later this year. Are we like I'd be fine if that shit just gets pushed out till like 2027 or something like that. <sighs> like, <sighs> but I'm just I just you know the later the better for me. In other words, I, I don't want to start seeing commercials for it every time I watch Dynamite. I'm going to see commercials for it every time I watch Dynamite, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Like, not even if it's coming out soon. I'm still going to see a commercial for it every fucking week till goddamn October, probably, right? You wait. When it, start, when it starts airing, they're going to show clips. Last night on Roads to the Top. Which is such a stupid name. Oh, it's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. Okay. Let's just move on from that, because I was so disappointed that was actually a thing. I really thought you were kidding. I said Adam made this great joke today where he joked about Brandy and Cody getting a TV show. <laughs> that would never happen. It's like Ms. and Mrs. <laughs> unbearable. Uh, when we come back, another recap of last week's Beaten. Kingston's kind of in a cast and a camper. Uh, Kingston promises revenge and threatens murder and then can't walk on his leg. Moxley also promises physical devastation and says he doesn't like owing people favors. 
Because he owes the Bucks, because the Bucks saved his ass last week. Right. Uh, a couple things. Yes. Kingston's like, you tried to take me out. Where I come from, we put people in the morgue for that. And I'm like, okay. I, I get it. I know there was bombs and like a fake bomb match, but let's not like promote murder. I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> Murder, bitches. And then Mox is like, you know, I don't really know the box. Uh, and I don't really like the box. And I don't like people I don't know. And I don't like owing people money. And I don't like owing people favors that owe me, that know that they don't know me, that know that I don't like them. Is that John Moxley or most Sizzlack? <laughs> A little bit of both. Um, this is going to lead to Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Mox and the box, isn't it? Yep. At a pay-per-view. Hmm. And they're going to do a gimmick where all belts will be on the line. <laughs> KT says, Ms. and Mrs. was bearable. Ms. and Mrs. is not, it was actually it's not, not that bad. It's not awful. It's I much better than Total Divas. Much better I enjoyed than Total the, Divas. I enjoyed the couple of episodes that I watched. Would you agree it's much better than Total Divas? Yes, because I haven't watched the second of Total Divas and I refuse to. Well, how do you know if you like it or not? And that's not true, because you've watched Raw, and they've had fucking highlights on Raw. So you have watched a second. Possibly even a few minutes. I blacked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, this promo, I... Eddie Kingston is good at promos. John Moxley is good at promos. But you put them together... And it's just weird. Okay. I it's just that. weird. I don't mind them on promos. What what I mind is we're gonna we're gonna pull the King of the Ring two thousand gimmick where Kenny's world title will be on the line and the Bucks tag team titles will be on the line <laughs> in a trios match. And it's gonna be the main event of double or nothing. I get that that's what they're gonna go. That's where they're gonna go. And then somebody's gonna come out and cost the Bucks, the tag team titles. Um, and that member is going to be the newest member of Kenny's, like, new Bullet Club or something. NBC. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they can't do that. And then AEW takes over Peacock. Um, oh, they just take shots at Peacock because TNT is not owned by them. I'm surprised they haven't taken shots yeah. at Peacock. No, I don't, I don't anyway. like this. Moxley and Kingston together just says to me, this is why WB has writers. Ugh, I don't get that. Personally. Because last week, well, I mean, last week, when they f forgot they were doing a promo for like five minutes and was just talking about random shit. Okay, so you, you did say something last week when you were like, oh, it popped, uh, something Mox said popped Kingston, and then you said, because that's the point of a promo. And I get that. I do understand that they're um, they're saying shit just to pop each other, but so did DX originally. You know what I mean? So did fucking Hall and Nash. Like I don't I don't really have a problem with that as a fan watching. I find it entertaining. Okay. Match number five. <laughs> Let's find out if I found if I found this entertaining. 
Nyla Rose versus Ty Conti. The Dark Order come out to show support for Anna's bestie. Ty tries to blindside Nyla with a bro kick, but Nyla ducks and drops Conti with a running shoulder block. Nyla stands on Conti's midsection, a la Andre the Giant, and then body slams her. Conti then locks don't, Nyla... Don't forget to mention Tony pandering with the heels promo. I was going to forget to mention it because it's old hat at this point. It's all he, it's, it's almost, I'm not kidding you. It is fucking clockwork. The bell rings for match number five. Match number five is a pointless women's match. And two minutes into the match, Tony goes, and for all you ladies out there, check out our AW heels, uh, dot com. Sign up today. Like every fucking week, every fucking week, other than this, you know, when the women had the street fight last week. And then that one time, uh, what was it? Was it the tournament match of like round yeah. one that they get, they did it match two and it was not that bad of a match. Oh, it was Serena Deeb versus was it, um, Rio? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And they had that match on um, match two and it wasn't that bad of a match and they didn't give it the typical women's match treatment like they usually do. Right. You know, all you vagina havers out there, we have a special community for those with vaginas. It's so awful. Uh, Ty Conti locks in, uh, locks Nyla in the Black Widow submission, and then a cross arm breaker, and then a disarmor, all within the same move. <laughs> she had no idea which, which, I don't, I don't think she knew which arm to grab. She went all, she went all BJJ. Conti hits three judo throws in a row on Nyla, but none of them were very good. Right? Like, I, I want to like this girl. I really do, as far as her, her work. But eh. uh, Nyla applies an armbar and goes all Pete Dunne and tries to break Ty's fingers. Nyla drops Conti with a stiff clothesline and then hits the diving knee strike off the top to the back of Ty Conti's head. Nyla keeps the pressure on Ty Conti as we go to half box. Like clockwork. Astra says, there's someone who is female glaring at you, Sal. What the fuck? It's so stupid. They have somehow, in their minds, they've come up with this groundbreaking community for fans who are women. And they promote this during their women's matches. And it's 50 bucks. Yes, they charge people to talk with each other about wrestling. And then we're gonna have, then then we'll have a, a pet fashion show. Oh and yes. Then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll have a cooking thing. Yes, they also take everything, every single stereotype, and promote it on that fan page. <laughs> we and you would think the fans. I'm assuming there are some people who have signed up for that. You think they wouldn't be cool with that? But because AEW fans are blindless. I'm sorry, not blindless. Blind followers. Um, mindless is what I was going for. Uh, all of the AEW stands are just like, yeah, this is great. We love paying you to are, talk about wrestling. Are they also sheepless? They are. They are the sheepless, blindless, mindless st- AEW stands. You know, the ones that like to argue with you on Twitter because you don't like violent wrestling. Did you get in a fight with anybody this year on Twitter? This year? With I'm talking about with um, Omega versus uh, Moxley in the Bond match. 
No, because everybody agreed that the ending explosion was so fucking stupid. Okay, even the stands are like, all right, that was fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it was. Uh, okay. So, back from box, and Nyla goes for flipping senton, but Ty gets her knees up, which actually looked like it hit, it hurt Ty Conti. <laughs> Uh, Conti gets fired up and beats on Nyla in the corner. She hits two V-triggers and goes for the DD tie. It's exactly what you think it is. Stupid name. But Nyla counters it, so Conti goes to the second rope and hits another knee strike to Nyla's face, and this gets a two count. Conti hits the pump kick, but Nyla explodes out of the corner with a clothesline. Nyla goes for the beast bomb, but Conti escapes. Ty hits two more running knee strikes and then nails the DD tie and pins Nyla clean okay nyla by the way pulls the old slaughter technique where she kicks out at three but still this was the biggest win of ty conti's aw career you say slaughter i say hogan um i forget when hogan did so, it i was gonna write hogan but i forget wrestlemania when. Is six. six against warrior that's right um so you say she counted out the beast bomb i wrote another botched counters then we just stand there they literally just stop for a second. Yes, they did. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. Actually, uh, no, <laughs> you know what? You say that, and then I remember I heard Nyla say something to Ty. I couldn't make out what it was, but she was clearly telling her what the next spot was. And then I wrote, more running knees. Who is she, Kenny Omega? It's, it's, uh, who does that in... I think it's NXT. There's another women's wrestler that, like, their whole gimmick is just running knees. And, um... Oh, my God, it's gonna fucking... Bo oh! It was Mandy Rose. And I love Mandy Rose, don't get me wrong. But in ring... How, how long since Mandy Rose has been in NXT? No, not NXT. It was it was when she was on SmackDown. Um, her Her... Offense consisted of running knees. That was pretty much it. That's all she did. Um, and you know what that kind of shows? That kind of shows that you can't work. Because you don't know how to do anything else. You don't know how to do any transition moves. You don't know how to, you know, build a match. That, you know, it's... Just... Dude, like I said, I want to like Ty Conti. And I think she's a yeah. wonderful young lady. But as far as her in-ring... She's not there, man. It's rough. It's rough. rough is exactly what it is. It's probably better since she was in NXT, but not by much. You know? Whereas somebody like Britt Baker, I think, has come, like, miles ahead of where she was. Like, when we first started watching AEW. You know what I mean? Like, those Brit, um... Yeah. Britt Baker, uh, B. Priestley matches were never good, but they were supposed to be. <laughs> anyway. So would you agree that... Okay, were you surprised that Ty got the win here? I was, yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what they're doing. Well, I know what they're doing with what happened after, but... Uh, yeah, this was not great. It was not, but it was good. I was glad that Nyla didn't win again, because I would have been like, ugh. So now it's not great and pointless. <laughs> uh, Ty, Ty celebrates on the top rope, and then Vicky tries to 
yank her down, but she can't because she's at a funny angle, so she just holds her foot for a while. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, Nyla attacks her, goes for the beast bomb, but this gets broken up by magically appearing out of nowhere, Hakarushita. Eventually. Uh, she hits Nyla in the back with a kendo stick uh, before Sheeta can check on Ty. Bunny comes down to the ring. Yes, that's right, Bunny. Um, and she attacks Sheeta. Did you um? Did you happen to notice then, after Bunny came out, that that Matt Hardy and Butcher and Blade came to the stage? Yeah. Did you happen to hear what Excalibur called them? It's I. Oh. It's a it's a stupid name. Holy shit! It's the wor- It's worse than the DD tie. True. It's the HF. Oh, Excalibur says this, and I instantly went, what the fuck did he just say? Mm-hmm. They're the... Oh. They're the Hardy Family Office. There's so many things wrong with that phrase. <laughs> it's... Uh... Hardy then grabs a mic and says the women's eliminated tournament was terrible. Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> uh, he says, but it's because Bunny wasn't in it. And we're like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. That's why it was terrible. He also said, he also said it was a sham. Not wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, he's tired of his clients getting overlooked. I don't care about Matt Hardy and Bunny and all that. Um, none of these people are, are who I want to see fighting for the women's title. So, again, I, I mentioned get Britt Baker in the title picture. <laughs> The sooner the better. If you want to do it next week, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. She took her sweet ass time getting to the rank. How come we have two separate sets of of women's wrestlers in AEW? We have Thunder. Ro- We've broken it off. We have Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, um, you know, Serena Deeb, like the, that set of women's wrestling, and then there's Nyla Rose. And Bonnie and Ty Conti. And it's like, ugh, we need more, we need more, um, well trained, well performing women in AEW. Like Thunder Rosa. We need more Thunder Roses. Yeah. Um, and less, uh, bunnies. <laughs> Are you looking forward to a bunny versus a Ty Conti match? I think I just had a stroke. We go to a pre-tape package where uh, Miro, Kip, and Penelope, and then also Chucky T and OC, apparently next week they will fight in an arcade anarchy match. What's an arcade anarchy match, you ask? The name is good. Sure. Didn't Cassidy say something a couple weeks ago about surrounding the ring with arcade machines? This is a lumberjack match, except the lumberjacks have been replaced by arcade machines. 
What if Miro falls off the apron and breaks his neck against a fucking arcade machine? Scorpion wins. <laughs> Fatality. <sighs> also next week, and this took this took 20 seconds, uh, just signed, Tony Khan... Um, announces that Nyla and Bunny versus Sheeta and Conti. Yeah. So you will get to see Bunny and, and Ty Conti in the ring. Yeah. I hope it's your match. <laughs> Although if it's your match, you're just going to be like, some shit happened and then there was a pinfall, that's it. Now back to you. <laughs> uh, also, a trios match. The Bullet Club take on the Lucha Triangle. The Omega Bros versus the Laredo Bros. Sure. Uh, Cody versus QT in an exhibition. Christian Cage makes his AEW debut against Frankie Kazarian. All that and more? Like, there's parts of that I don't mind, like Cage versus Frankie. And I'll even take Bullet Club versus Lucha Triangle, but... I don't want to see Cody versus QT. And I don't want no. to see Nyla and Bunny versus Sheeta and Conti. No. No. So that's not really... For a card, I give that a 4 out of 10. <laughs> Speaking of 1997, Bret Hart, it's Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's time. <laughs> we cut to a quick promo package for the new Scorpio Sky. Uh, Sky says, this isn't the new Scorpio Sky. It's just a side we haven't seen before. He says, this Monday night, he will take on Mike Seidel on Dark Elevation. Told you, they're trying to make it a thing. He calls himself the face of the revolution, and we go to break. He, he says he's done being underrated. And yet he has a match on Dark Elevation against the Bad Sidal. I can't defend this, so if you're waiting for me to, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, we return for John Silver's entrance. Then Darby, Bryce Remsburg, holds the title high and the bell rings. Darby gives a quick salute to Brody, and they lock up. Sorry, sorry, Jesus. Silver forces Darby back into a corner. They break, they shove, they lock up, they unlock up, they lock up, they unlock up, and we circle. <laughs> what is this? What is this? NXT UK? Uh, oh. <laughs> Knock and lock and we tango. Darby takes Silver down. Silver kips up and Darby headlocks him right back down. We roll around, but Darby refuses to give up the head uh, off the ropes and Silver back elbows Darby through the ropes to the floor. He throws Darby back in and Bryce checks on him. Silver with another elbow and then a massive beal. Uh, then he beals Darby into the buckles. Silver with the snake eyes to the middle buckle. Then a running knee and a brain buster gets a two count. To box we go. When we return, we're on the outside, and Tony promises that John Silver is moments from becoming TNT champion, so obviously there's no title change tonight. Darby hurls Silver over the barricade. More on that later. Five saves Silver from a tope, which brings Sting out. Tony says that Sting had seen enough, which is fine, because he apparently promised to watch Darby's back, except that the Dark Order didn't do anything. Uh, speaking of which, I was so fucking annoyed when Sting came out. <laughs> because like you said 
what did they do? Now, if you want to sell it that it looked like they were going to do something, sure. But that's also a bunch of shit because that, did, that didn't happen until after Sting came up. No, but that uh, all five did was push Silver out of the way. He didn't yeah. touch Darby. He didn't punch nope. him. He didn't fucking knock him off of his uh his trajectory. Like no, he took the toe pain step. Yeah, I don't think that's reason enough for Sting to come out and stop pointing his bat at people's face. <laughs> uh, Silver starts kicking the shit out of Darby, then counters a stun dog into the Queen Slayer. Nice touch. Darby takes the arm that was hurt by the barricade chucking, and then he rolls it into a pin that gets a two. Silver with a twisting DDT that gets a two, and Darby rolls to the floor. Austin Gunn then starts competing chance by himself. <laughs> hey, give the kid credit. He's always got energy when he's when he's in the front row. Whatever. Let me get you through. Hey, hey, nobody complained when fucking Warrior did it for five years of his WWF career. That's what got his dad through 95. Silver kicks Darby against the <laughs> Silver kicks Darby against the timekeeper's table and he stares down Sting. He chucks Darby back in and kicks him some more. Darby does some Undertaker shit, then catches the leg and hits some open hand strikes. Silver reverses it in the corner and hits some strikes of his own. Silver counters a victory roll for two, and we have three minutes to go in the show. Silver caught him with, with I think it was the first strike, and it was like, wha-pow! And everyone went, oh! 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 <laughs> we go back and forth mid-ring. Darby gets pump-kicked into the corner. Silver puts him on top, but gets dumped. Darby then coffin drops the Dark Order instead of his opponent. Uh, he goes back to the top, gets kicked in the head, rack bomb off the top, and he lays Darby's foot on the ropes during the cover to break it at two. Whoops. That was annoying. Uh, that was like, because <laughs> you saw Silver be like, all right, good enough? All right. <laughs> he goes back to the top. Uh, no, I already said that. Uh, Silver wants the Brody bomb, but Darby counters it into a code red for three to retain the belt at 9.59. Sting then he stalks Silver and yanks into his feet. Silver and Darby fist. Hardy pulls Darby out of the ring, and we get a massive brawl to end the show. Fantastic match. Fabulous match. John Silver is just uh, amazing. I love the match. I love the match. Just same as you. KT, KT says, the most effective move in this match is Sting's old man. Get off my lawn, stare. Super effective. Um, no, the match was a lot of fun. Sting used glare. Yeah. <laughs> the match was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if Silver was running on adrenaline and he just didn't think about his shoulder. Yeah. Like you said, more on that later. Um, but the fact that he put in that performance after that bump, uh, that was amazing. I really, <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, KT. KT, this is also the Dark Order doing all these trust fall exercises. They still didn't catch Darby, really? That's true. That's a good point. So, here's the thing, right? I went through such a wave of emotions in, in about a 30-second period of time because I was so happy that somebody actually got pinned from a code red. Because <laughs> that hasn't happened in, like, six years. We've seen one almost every match, but we never see anybody actually get a pinfall from it. And I was happy with the match, and then... Matt Hardy came out 
<laughs> Which ruins everything every time. Dude, and the fact that he came out there with all of his fucking uh, family office or whatever the hell it's called, and the fact that the Dark Order were in there, and the fact that Matt Hardy specifically went after Darby, mm-hmm. dude, that made me hate this fuck the end of this episode. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, the last thing I want is Matt Hardy versus Darby six times for the TNT title. Yeah, the last 60 seconds sucked. And by the way, I say six times, like, they're not just going to have one match and Hardy's going to win the fucking title. Will you be mad? Yeah. Okay, just double checking. Because <laughs> you could see that happening, right? I don't want to. <sighs> Oh my god, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> KT's a classic Matt Hardy ruining storylines one at a time. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely classic. Uh, well, while we're here, we can move on to the news. Uh, wait, what were your thoughts overall on Dynamite? It's alright. It had, it had its good moments. had its less than good moments. Uh, Matt Hardy was there. Matt Hardy ruins everything. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't bad. It's so Man, close. Man, that was great. It's so close to being a good episode, minus three things. I like how it went like this. I put up two fingers, and then I went, wait, there was a third one. Minus three things. Uh, Cody and QT, <laughs> Matt Hardy, and Nyla versus Ty Conti in the episode. Okay? If opening, you... match was, opening match was good. Main sure. event was great. Yeah. Hangman match yeah. was fine. Yeah. Well, Hangman versus Bononi. <laughs> it was shit, fine. The trios matches were okay. Yeah, they weren't bad. They were impactful. Uh... <laughs> um, They were, uh, what is it, fucking, they were explosive, like dynamite. Um, yeah, if you, if you took out those three things, even if you took out two of those three things, this would have been a really good episode of Dynamite. But, but now it's just like a, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so it appears as if, uh, John Silver may have been injured, uh, during that main event. No! Uh, Like we said, the, uh, uh, Darby chucked him over the over the the, the barricade, um, and uh, apparently that is when uh, he uh, hurt himself or got hurt. Uh, KT says, in terms of token women's matches on Dynamite, there could have been worse. Oh, we're gonna get worse. We're gonna get Jade versus um Little Cupcake. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Velvet could have been in there somewhere. Um, after the show went off the air, Darby Allen took the mic and said, uh, "I don't think anybody here knows, but I'm pretty sure you dislocated your shoulder about halfway through that match." But goddamn, did you put everything into it? And I'm down to do it again anytime. Thank you, John. Thank you. Uh, in a post on Twitter, uh, John Silver said, quote, came up short tonight. Shoulders messed up. Doctor doesn't think it's too serious, but I'll keep everyone updated once I know. Also uh, shared a picture. Also have a nice little knot on my head from landing on the concrete. Not my night. Yeah, a nice little, uh, nice little goose egg back there. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that's the, I don't think we've had, heard anything since then. That was the last update. Do- Doctor doesn't think it's too serious, so... I mean, um, 
yeah, hopefully it's just, you know, maybe a, a strain or a, a, something that's not going to require surgery, basically, is what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. That's all we really care about. Because <laughs> We're if, losing Dark Order members one at a time. Because if it doesn't require surgery, he can still be on BTE, he can still cut promos, he can still even be in tag matches, like trios matches. Um, and hopefully it's something that, you know, even if he's just like out of the ring for a couple weeks and then it's fine, that's great. The, right. the downside would be if he has to have surgery and he's out for an extended period of time. Um, hey, you know, I guess we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of the the worst segment on uh, Dynamite, during a recent Twitter exchange, uh, AEW President Tony Khan had high praise for uh, wrestler and producer QT Marshall. The Twitter exchange was prompted to Marshall responding to a fan questioning his comments about how he has to stay up working all night after wrestling on last night's Dynamite. QT initially tweeted, quote, Tony Khan and I stay up working, writing the next shows. We have week-to-week television, unquote. Tony Khan later wrote, uh, quote, I was literally up until 6 a.m. this morning with QT putting together formats for next week. Given his training at the Nightmare Factory and his wrestling commitments, on top of all the work he does in the office, I think he's probably the hardest working person in this business, unquote. And now we know why QT has a fucking uh, storyline on Dynamite, because he's writing the fucking show. Also, Tony Khan saying that QT is probably the hardest working person in this business. And then we get that promo from QT when he calls himself the hardest working person in this, in that business. Like, dude, (laughs) fuck off. I could give a shit less. (laughs) I, I don't care how hard, you know what, dude, it's wrestling. I'm sure there's a lot of fucking people working really fucking hard. In both companies that fucking put in the work and to and train and do all this fucking shit. Okay? And I get, get it. You're an awesome dude. You have a training school and you put in work and creative and you write yourself to be on TV and have a match with Cody. That's great. Good for you. Fuck off. You're boring. You're, <laughs> you're not entertaining in the least. And, and you just need to get off my TV. Alright? To quote a, to quote a friend of Adam's, get the fuck off my TV. KT says, are you saying QT outworks everyone? Because that gimmick's taken. No. No, we're not. But yeah, I, I only included that I only included that in the news because now we know why QT has a storyline on Dynamite because he writes the fucking show. Also, <sighs> now Dustin is the least uh, important member in the entire Nightmare family, not just the Rhodes family. Like, wasn't he a part of this storyline and now he's just not? Lastly, uh, AEW has announced their first house show, which will take place on the Friday before WrestleMania. Uh, Tony Khan announced at the end of AEW Dark Elevation tapings that Dynamite will be back for a live show on April 7th, followed by their first non-televised event on April 9th. Uh, of course, it will still take place at Daly's Place, uh, the site for AEW's TV tapings. Um, the reports are that they're having this, uh, A, to get people more ring time, because that is something that people need, uh, and B, to... Uh, supposedly sell uh, wrestling fans who are in the area for WrestleMania. There uh, it is. A, a wrestling show on Friday when they might not be doing anything else. There um, it is. That's the real reason why we're doing this. Let's, let's ignore the fact that Tampa is like three and a half hours away from Jacksonville. But uh, that doesn't still. matter. You drive there if you could, if you had, if you got free tickets to 
to AEW Live, and there was no pandemic. Just saying, because people down in Florida don't care. Um, I that's free. I'm just saying, like, there's, driving from Jacksonville to Tampa is not like Jacksonville to Orlando or Jacksonville to Miami. It's very doable. It's not difficult at all. Okay. And that's exactly why AEW is doing this. It's because they're trying to... Like, any of the fans who are actually coming to see WrestleMania, they're trying to get, you know, a tiny, like, 5% uh, of people that would be like, hey, what's AEW? I have nothing to do on Friday night. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe they do good. I don't know. Everything's, like, at 20% capacity anyway, so it's not like they're really making they that can, much. They can sell up to 1,500 tickets. So you'd think they'd probably take more of the they they take more profit off of that since they wouldn't have all of the TV production costs, but you know sure. for for live satellites and whatnot. But um, yeah, first ever house show for AEW coming on April uh, April 9th. I mean that's so. cool, I guess, but I don't know. It, it definitely seems like they're only doing it to try to get people uh, who have nothing to do on Friday night, like you said. So, right, you got anything else? Me? No. No. All right. Well, I wrap up week 75 of the AEW rundown. Uh, as always, be safe, stay sane, be kind, follow your protocols, get your vaccinations, and just be, be good. Be good to your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so until next week. Any final words, Sal? Hopefully QT and Cody open the show next week so we can just get that out of the way. <laughs> so that if you're late to Dynamite, you don't have to worry about it. You just say that because you want me to have to cover it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, um, until next week. Bye, Stanger. Bye, Stanger. Still my life. Roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. 
please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.